Good day of the week, listeners. It's your boy, Crispy, and you are tuned in to Final Thoughts Media Podcast Edition. So open your ears and have a great day on purpose. since I've been on the mic. Woo! It is nice to be back. Oh, sorry about the long wait, everybody. I had some stuff going on, and honestly, I was a little tired, so I had to take a break. But I am back, and this week we are looking at Black Sands Episode 4. Um, let me see. What happened this these past couple weeks? Well, for those of you who are following, Ragamuffin got adopted. And I'm kind of sad, but in the same breath, it's it's a it's a hollow victory because, I mean, as much as I would have loved to keep him, I understand that this hopefully will be his forever home and he'll get the care and the love and everything that he needs. And, you know, he can rip, roar and be the little munchkin that he is. If I have a video, I think I'll post it on Instagram. But other than that. Alright, what else happened? Uh, gotta give props to my boy. He just became the sous chef. Man, we call him Sue now. Sue, what's up? Man, it is great. I am so happy for him. He is moving up. Like I said, uh, let's see what else happened at work, man. A lot has happened just interpersonal, but honestly, I'm not going to talk about it up here. Um, life has honestly been pretty good, though. Uh, let's see. That's what happened last week. Last week I was busy trying to get all of my things in line so that way my car would be, you know, inspected and all that. But everything is great now. I am just broke. Other than that, I am just broke. Oh my goodness. Let me see what else has happened. Obviously, um, it's been the year, uh, the year mark since Chadwick Boseman has left us. Is this your king? Man, he was a good king. But I digress. Let me see what else has been going on. Not much. Um, I've been seeing a lot of things for the new uh, comic static and everything. And I really need to go get that third third story because I haven't pulled and I haven't gone to get it yet. Um, And I also need to probably read. The rest of it, so that way I could probably talk about it. But for now, I think I'll I think I'll be okay. Um, but that does bring me to my next topic. I wanted to talk about to you guys. I'm starting to get really close to these stories that you know they're not they haven't done a new one in a long time. So which means that they will eventually do a new one, but by the time they do the next one, I'll be way over. I won't have anything to talk about because I won't have, I won't have had, uh, they won't have done anything. So I think I'm maybe what, two away from each of them. Let me check. Okay. So with 
hell of a boss. I am two away with uh, Black Sands. I'm two away, but with my pride, I think I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six more to go before I end that one. Well, just get caught up. That's pretty much what it is, is me being caught up. So I decided that I'm going to go into another story one that I started a long time ago, but I just haven't brought it into this podcast. Um, I'm going to go with Berry Tales. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it, but it was a show. It was a YouTube show that I really, really enjoyed. And they have a lot of content, like a lot. Like I, there's a lot that I haven't seen. So at some, you know, really, really quickly, we'll get to the point where I'm like, oh man, I haven't seen this next episode so we're all going to be looking at it together. Um, or rather, you guys will have seen it. If you have seen, if you have caught up with it, then you will have seen more than I have. And you'll just be getting my reaction to the episode of which we're speaking of. Um, I think that that's the one I'll go with. I'm thinking about Forget About It, but I don't know. But I think I might because Forget About It has about, let's see, three seasons, 84 episodes. And honestly, it was a good show. I, I don't know if it actually ever came on the air, but I know that when I saw it, it was always on YouTube. So I'm going to count it as a YouTube show. And I think those might be the two shows that I bring in and kind of go back and forth on along with my pride until I end, until I end with my pride and get caught up with that. And then I'll have, let's see, I'll have five shows that I'm keeping up with. Well, really only four because... Berry Tales is still continuing, but I believe Forget About It has actually ended. I don't know. I actually have to check on it. But I think, I've, like I said, I've found my niche. I enjoy YouTube shows, and eventually I will need some, need some help picking out a new one. So if you all have anything to say, leave some comments down below. While you're there, you might as well hit the button and subscribe. But, you know, that's just, that's just my opinion. <laughs> but speaking of which, being back on the mic, let, let, let's hear my boy here. No more switching sides, no more cutting strings. Hey, what's up? It's Leo. I just dropped a new song. Catch me on SoundCloud backslash Leonardo. Thank you for your support. song and honestly he is going to be making some new ones here i know i say that it's his album but I, he hasn't added any more songs to it as of yet but i cannot wait for him to do so now i am about to do something just a little different this time um the only thing i'm going to do different is that i'm going to say the names of all the people that i have currently in the show because I just, I'm tired of trying to pick them out, pick them out and throw them and this, that, and the other. So if you hear somebody that's not in the episode specifically, I'm sorry. I just wrote these out. I found them and I'm lazy enough to say I am not about to delete them again. All right. So we're back with Black Sands, The Seven Kingdoms, Episode 4. It is a 2020 production. It is 25 minutes long and 26 seconds. 
producer is Black Sands. The cast is Christina Cloud as Asar, Malcolm Ray as Bess, Apademak and Geb, um, Marion Toro as Amasimi and Nibet, Keith Shaw II as Seth, Aliyah Nicole as Aset, Hunter Scott as Ra, Kier Cosplay as Nuet, Miles Anderson as Rakish, Phil Avalos as Assistant, Callum James as Jorbesh and Marduk, Kenya Rochelle as Aso, Wolf William as Anhur, Montu, and the narrator, um, Akanimo Efang as Inclose, Starve Marv as Loris, Anthony Brandon Walker as Tehuti. And the description is just like last time. For a thousand years, the world has been ruled by ancient gods. Humanity was on the verge of annihilation until the arrival of the first god killer, Ra. I am his grandson and heir to the throne of Kemet. He took it upon himself to forge me into the ruthless god killer as well. Because of the ancient gods still ruling most of this world. Every day he pushed me into the brink of death. But the time for training is finally over. Reunited with my kin, now is the time I forge my path forward. I will be the greatest pharaoh that ever lived. I am a sire. So we start our story off with our heroes about to embark on their mission to escape from the city and go to take care of the business from the scroll in the last episode. Which I still don't understand why they're having to... Escape seeing as Pharaoh has given them permission to leave, but hey, I guess it's because Geb, their father, has said no, and you know, they're uh, the the people Montu and Anhur and everybody in Nicobet are bound to him, I would assume. I, I don't know, but regardless, um, the need to secure a ship. And the person whom they are getting it from requires an unknown price. But time's of the essence and the kids agree to the unknown terms that their sister Nehebet's friend has placed. Regardless of actually knowing what it is, which we all know that is a horrible way to do business. You do not sign a contract you don't know. We then get reminded that these kids are not just kids. As Seth explains his connection to the military and Asar um, shows his war room that him and his grandfather designed for the kids, you know, as they grow older and become the god killers that they will be. A fight breaks out between Montu and Anhur over the treatment of uh, Basset who is drunk in public and talking to Anhur about when are they going to settle down and just be them too. And this gives the kids their opening to get started with their operations. We are then reminded that Nekabet of the Sharingan is always watching. <laughs> I know, different show, but I had to put it in there because she can see everything. We then get an explanation on Seth's connection and how it is the commander of one of the armies. And he has requested that they do a drill in the middle of the day without really telling him the reason behind it. You know, kind of, hey, if you do this, it'll help me, but you won't know exactly why, so you won't be in trouble. Um, 
The commander says that it's too much because that will cause a lot of panic and stuff like that. But Seth is like, just trust me on this. And we get a flashback um, that occurs with the commander's son being stolen and how Seth ruthlessly saves him using his horrifying powers of mind and sand manipulation. He then stabs the kidnapper rather than letting the commander um, seek vengeance. And that is the end of that little, little, little part, but not the end of the flashback. After saving the boy, um, he asks for his, um, Seth's help back to his house because his father is tired from searching and all this other stuff. And lightning strikes down, showing the skin of Seth and his vitiligo. The boy then turns on him, saying that he is cursed and that, you know, he's a freak and everything else. Seth is about to get angry until the commander, the father, comes in with the logic that this man just saved you. Are you stupid? And then commends Seth in telling him that the future of this country is in good hands as long as he is there. And then embraces him, hugs him as a brother, which probably meant the world to Seth. Because most of his people and most of his life, he has been considered cursed and, you know, that he shouldn't be touched and this, that, and the other. But being the royal family, he's still somewhat respected. It's, 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 it's a weird balance there. As they continue towards the docks, they are also close. Um, they are so close to doing everything without drawing attention. Nehebet tells her younger sister to not jinx them as then she can immediately just jinxes them. I kind of wish they would have spread that out a bit to where it wasn't literally, hey, don't jinx us. And then she says something that jinxes us. I'm not kidding. It's literally line for line. Uh, the soldiers are now in hot pursuit of the royal family. Um, Nicobet intercedes and talks to Anhur, being very coy and telling him that she knows where they are and that she's been test um, following them pretty much all day. But she had been instructed just to watch, so she didn't say anything. Uh, she then points Montu and Ahur into the um, into the right direction, and blow literally blowing the kid's cover. She you has this like lightning staff, um, not staff, this lightning bow, and she with her you know shine gun just straight up looks, fires, and their cover is blown. I want this weapon. I really do. But either way. Um, all the kids are about to panic before Seth speaks up saying that they should make a distraction somewhere else before heading to the dock. So that way their, um, their informant or not their informant, but their help doesn't get in trouble as well. In agreement, the operation continues. Anhur and, Mon and Montu are on their trail and Asar, being the bullheaded one he is, decides to stay back and take on the two very powerful enemies on his lonesome. Good thing his sister Nehebet decides to stay behind him. Anhur reminds Montu that they are royalty and he can't kill Asar, but that slight underestimation, we get a glimpse of how powerful Asar can really be. He kicks Montu away and that probably takes a lot of power right there because this is a big dude. He is chunky. And using the earth as both a projectile weapon and cover to aid in their escape. Um, Anhor takes it back that they don't, that they shouldn't hold back and then proceeds in the pursuit of him. And that's something I'm like, man, yeah, 
these kids are strong. Like, we get reminded constantly they have been trained to do the, to, to be God killers. Like, they're not yet God killers because, again, they, I don't think they've ever actually met a God, but their power are, is supposed to grow and they are supposed to be these powerful beings. We then get um, an introduction to why Mantu and Ahura are so powerful in that they are bound. We don't yet understand the mechanics of it, but we do get that it does make them infinitely more powerful. So focused on Asara, the two, um, the two of them do not notice that Nehebed has pulled an illusion and the two split. In the illusion... Um, Nebet creates an Asar lookalike and those two go and follow it. And with following it, the illusion then dissipates and they lose track of the children, giving them that final push they need to escape to the boat. Nebet and the others um, recommune, and of course the kids are beyond the reach of the three, leaving them to figure out how to tell the children's father of the escape. Getting back to the boat, we learn that the captain of the ship is Sehut, and he is not yet a full-fledged Magi, which I have not heard of this term until I heard it from, uh, what was it, Assassin's Creed Origins. So I looked it up, and it says that the Magi was a demonym, which if you don't know what a demonym is, or if I'm pronouncing it wrong, it is is a term that is basically like these are people from this place um used in various ways throughout ancient egyptian history to refer initially to a nomadic group of nubia from um, a nomadic group from nubia and later a generic term for desert ranger um, police so you know basically they went around and made sure that everything was correct and that they were following pharaoh Either way, so I didn't hear about that one un until I was playing that game, and I thought it was interesting that it came up in this show, which I'm not really surprised, but in the same breath, I'm kind of like, huh, cool, I'm learning learning some new things. We then see that their escape was also, um, was also in debt to Tehuti's son, who seems to be able to astro-project, but he himself... I, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, we, we do know that he emulates the power of the moon and that he doesn't age. So he is a very powerful person and he will be even more powerful as the story goes along. But we learn of him. We, um, we get introduced to that new character. And as the story progresses, we finally learn the terms of their escape. The captain is the son of the Magi King. Again, the people which I'm guessing he is he is being trained to be a Magi, but he is not yet a Magi because he left his he left his tribe behind. But he's eventually going to be one and he's also a prince, so that's a whole thing. Um we don't know who the Magi King is, but eventually, you know, this is starting to set up some stuff. And their debt is to help him in his perilous journey doing God knows what in this dark place in the distance. Either way, 
The price may have been too high for our heroes and we go to black. So this was a very interesting story. Um, my final thoughts, like I said, interesting story. Very interesting. Um, it finally hit that head of, oh man, some things are about to happen. And I think this is um, kind of a tiny climax to then go, we're about to, we're, we're then building back up because now they're on the, um, now they're on the boat and we're about to get even more and we're explained more and revealed more. Like I said, I think I've seen the next episode, but I don't know, but I know I haven't seen the sixth episode yet. So we're about to have a nice little journey here coming soon. Um, what would I give it? What would I give it? I would give this one an eight, an eight out of 10. Because honestly, it was great. Like it had me from the first time I saw it to the second time I saw it, I, I couldn't keep my eyes off. Everything, it was so action packed and there was so much going on. Like it, it never broke. It, I never had to break from that reality of, oh man, this is a story and me watching it and the world around me is not in existence. I never had to break from that. So I'm very happy about that. Um, like I said, it's a little head and... <laughs> It's a little bit of a climax and finally we get that and I'm very excited to see where this goes. So that is my final thoughts of Black Sands, The Seven Kingdoms, episode four. All right, I'll see y'all soon. Well, that about does it for this episode. This is Chris B signing off. You can find me on Instagram at Final Thoughts Media or go to my YouTube channel, Final Thoughts Media. Catch you guys on the next episode and have a great day. Perfect.